multifaceted on themes exploring culture, society, and the lives of Africans home and abroad. Um, on this episode, I have Kojo sitting with me. Um, Kojo's a good friend. Um, you've heard some of his music on the podcast in the past, and uh, uh, I'll let you tell him. I'll let him tell you a little bit about himself. But today, we are discussing why you should be a stoic. <laughs> um, we start with a little background um, about stoic and the concept of you know that as philosophy. Then we detail some of the major tenets about the philosophy, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we get into it, right? This is a really casual conversation. Um, we're really just kind of sharing our interest in stories, stoicism. And, you know, I feel like this is something that I don't know if a lot of people are aware of. Maybe they are. But um, I felt like this is something that uh, is worth discussing and getting, you know, talking about. So... That's that's basically the episode. All my time is spent focused on my freedom now. Why would I join them when I know that I could beat them now? They put their words on me and they can eat them now. That's probably why they keep on telling me I'm needed now. They tried to box me out while taking what they want from me. I spent too many years living too uncomfortably. Making room for people who didn't like the labor but wanted the spoils. Greedy, selfish behavior. Now let me give it to you balanced and with clarity. I don't need to turn myself into a parody. I don't I don't do the shit you do for popularity. They clearly didn't understand when I said I get out apparently. My awareness like Keanu in the Matrix. I'm saving souls and y'all complaining about my lateness. Now it's illegal for someone to walk in greatness. They want the same, they want the same, but they don't take risks. Now the world will get to see its own reflection. And the anointed can pursue Pursue their own direction. And if you're wrong and you're too proud to hear correction, walk into the hole you dug yourself, fuck a projection. See me in my freedom taking all my land back. They said a lot against me thinking I just stand back. I got my legs beneath me, I got my hands back. A lot of people sabotaged, they couldn't stand that. I turned the other cheek, I took blow after blow. There's so much crisis in the world cause you reap what you sow. When you keep what you know is meant for someone else. The ditch you dig for them, you might just end up in yourself. I'm in the secret place, I keep a sacred space. They keep showing their hands, but keep hiding their face. If I'm a messenger, you block me, then you block the message. So aggressive, the world you made is what you're Kuchu, left with. how you doing, man? Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me outside. Just, just to piggyback on what you said, I, I also don't know if a lot of people are aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they already are practicing it actually even that's probably of, true too that's <laughs> some, probably of, true some too. of my friends i i when when i started learning about stoicism i realized that damn he does this or or, or, or she does this right and right. Uh, some of them i bring it up to them that like that's stoic philosophy right and they're like what the fuck what is are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right. what the fuck is stoicism yeah i i, I definitely believe uh what you said about it being a, it's a, a very, very, very broad topic to discuss. And I think yeah. uh, I think it should be fun. Yeah, I think so too. I, and I, I think it's relevant because like, you know, uh, nowadays I think, you know, just in terms of, you know, having social media and having, um, just moving at a mile a minute, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's on the internet or in life or, you know, trying to kind of catch up to these aspirations that we all maybe set for ourselves or, society sets for us right um people are dealing with a lot of anxiety you know and and there's a lot of like i guess unsettled i feel like people are just more unsettled yeah you know and i feel like stoicism is like really relevant for right now right teaches you to be a little bit still kind of be consistent with like um you know with yourself within yourself and the direction that you're going and and not really just follow or you know kind of fall into one direction or the other Right now, there are a lot of, you know, Buddhist philosophies and Eastern, uh, East Asian philosophies that, like, 
speak to this as well um yep. you know whether it's within hinduism and things like that and you know that's a different conversation for a different day you know um but stoicism it's just kind of a way of thought right it's, it is philosophy it's not replacing religion it's not replacing you know any of the other things that i think we all kind of hold dear yeah. it's just a way to think and process the world as you're in it you know mm-hmm. um, um what do you think about stoicism like you know like as we're getting to like what was what's your understanding of it is it essentially the same thing or you know are there like little nuances that kind of hold stick out to you i, I i'd say it's pretty similar to be honest and um it's it's i i see it as a not one quote fits all mm. not one size fits all because it's if if you are if if you look at it as the philosophy of trying to understand yourself which which it, it comes to self-mastery a lot of times mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh and and you look at the grand scheme of things where we always say that everybody is different, nobody is the same. Right. Then I, when 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 it comes to the ultimate thing about stoicism, I, I I believe everybody will practice it in different ways based on how they perceive themselves internally. Mm. And and as a philosophy, it's 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 mostly like um one of the, one of my favorite uh, definitions of it was from I believe. Marcus Aurelius, right? Because mm. he, for him, like you said, everybody being unsettled mm-hmm. when he was like writing in his journal, like right. it was during pandemic, like yeah. five years of a pa- fifteen That's years true. of a pandemic. That's true. So he's he's basically talking about how those things cannot be controlled, mm-hmm. and he's leading a nation that is riddled with all sorts of right. war, pandemic, death, and right. everybody's he, unsettled. Right. I mean, I mean, and he even lost a few children as well, right? Exactly. So it's kind of like you are wrestling with those emotions and trying to find peace right. within that. And, you know, because no matter what happens, I'm sure if you lose a child, um, you're going to feel responsible. Right. And, right? and he described it as, um, he described it as, like, his surrounding was kind of like a rash, or burn and stoicism was the ointment that he put on that mm. to be able to get through what was going on around him. Right. So like you like see yeah, some people think oh if you're if you're trying to be stoic, you're you're trying to give up on religion. But philosophy right. is, is is definitely not a religion. Exactly. So exactly like, like you it's, said, like, I think we're on the same we're on the same page with uh the way it's understood for sure. Yeah, that's another thing. One thing you mentioned that kind of brought something to my mind too was um you know that that misconception of stoicism some people think it's for you to like um suppress your feelings and mm. not acknowledge your feelings or mm. or not deal with them and kind of like you're like a stone wall or something yep. along yep. those lines and it's nothing could be further from the truth so i mean i think in this episode we'll, we'll find a way to touch on a bunch of these points and help paint the picture yes, as well man. as we can again we are not you know we're not philosophers no. we're not go to school for this shit you know, like, no. you know, this is something that, um, you know, I think you can, everybody can eventually go and do some more research for themselves. But if you're trying to just understand what it is and what the hype is about, I think that's our job today. If we're, you know, we're trying to sell it to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just so, in the picture. exactly. So let me start here, right? Let me just give you a bit of a background, right? So, you know, philosophy or um, has kind of been here for, I guess, thousands of years right now, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, started by Socrates. Um, so 
this part of philosophy specifically, right? There's different types of philosophy, by the way. There's like cynicism. There's 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 a whole bunch of different things, yep. right? But um, this one was started by Zeno of Cyprus, yeah. right? And he started a philosophy um, basically after suffering a shipwreck. He was a wealthy dude, um, suffered a shipwreck in Athens around mm-hmm. 300 BCE, and um, he lost all of his wealth. And basically, he just started educating himself. You know, he he, he stumbled into a library. I think in Athens, and then um, started learning about Socrates and kind of found his right, way, right. his his way there, you know. And then a little bit after, he basically um, started to teach his own um, students because that seemed to be the case, right? Yeah. Um, there were a lot of disciples of different um, um, different schools of thoughts. That's right. right? That's and right. so people started to follow his philosophy, and and they basically called it Stoicism, and they named it after. Um, the location that they used to meet, right? So for Socrates, I think they used to meet at the Agora, mm-hmm. right? Um, but with, um, you know, I guess with Zeno, they used to meet at this place called the Stoa Polikile, gotcha. right? Yeah. And that was kind of where the Stoicism name came from. Exactly. Right? Um, you know, one thing I'm curious about, though, is just like how these guys met in different parts of the city and from these conversations, seemingly meaningless conversations while people are in the market shopping for food and things like that yeah. these guys are debating and discussing and all of a sudden like they started to become influential to the point where like some of them became politicians yeah right i think seneca was a politician right i um, I'm, I'm not sure about yeah that. i think seneca was seneca was a politician and um and uh you know and then other politicians became threatened by them right yeah. so even you know socrates was actually killed because of his involvement in politics to some extent. And Plato had, you know, I think, he, I believe Plato was exiled at some point. Yeah. But he definitely, at multiple points in his life, feared for his life <laughs> because of his position as a philosopher. Exactly. Right? So it's really interesting how this thing of meaningless conversation, you know, some people call, you know, this podcast somewhat of a meaningless conversation, right? <laughs> I mean, I would never agree with that. But, like, you know, I think the, I think the idea is just, like, you know, these words have power, these um, school of thought has power and i think you know i'm not trying to compare myself with these people in any shape or form but i think it's interesting how this became um basically the foundation of civilization as we know it right yeah, now yeah. you know so um i think that was really really interesting interesting to me um some of the major people i i, I think about you know when you talk about stoicism right it's not even Zeno. like you know i think it was looking in and preparing um, for for this episode that I found, came across, you know, I mean, I'd seen the name before, but they didn't know that he was the one behind it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like for and and Zeno is what from Cyprus, essentially Greek or practiced it in Greece. Yeah. Um, but the guys I know are basically were really Romans, right? Like Marcus Aurelius was a Roman mostly, emperor, right? Mostly. Um, you know, I think I guess Seneca was was Greek, and then there's Epictetus, right? Those are the three major people that like seem to have pushed um the um Stoic. I guess philosophy yeah. across, you know. Yeah. Like, what? How did you come across um, stoicism? Like, what, what was your point of contact? For for me, it was it was uh, the discourses of Epictetus. Interesting. Um, it was it, and and that's he's even how I found Marcus Aurelius because I I, I saw something I, I watched something on YouTube mm-hmm. where uh, it explained and and I read it also in the in in Aurelius's journals where he. He actually thanked the person that introduced him to the discourse of Epictetus. Right. Um, and 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 you can and and I could easily see how Marcus Aurelius um, wrote his philosophy 
based on the teachings of Epictetus, mm-hmm. who who also was taught by somebody that was at the store. Right. Uh, Polycoli. Yeah, yeah Polycoli. that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. And uh, so Epictetus was was like a raw version of certain things, and mm. and and as as I mean, as you go down the line, of course, Aurelius is 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 is, is in a more recent time. Mm-hmm. So his 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 philosophies were more relatable right because there were some advances that epictetus might not have had to deal with right uh that aurelius is is going through on his in his own time so like him journaling what he thought at the end of each day was it was it was perfect for like so for example when i i I read i i i learned something from epictetus where he talks about if uh, for example if you are going to the bath and, and this is like back in the day, Romans, like you go to the bath, right? right people right. go to a public pool. Right. If you're going to the bath, you have to understand that you're not just going there for a bath, but there will be some people there that will be doing like stealing, some people there to fight, some right. people there for different, different reasons. personalities, right? So expect that so that when you get there and anything happens, you know that you were not just here for the bath. <laughs> uh, and, right. and like I hear Absolutely. that and it's, it's, yeah, it makes sense. And yeah. uh, it's all right. And then I, I, I hear, um, Marcus Aurelius's, you know, pessimistic approach to the day where he talks about when he, when he wakes up, he tells himself that today I'm going to be faced with insolence, in- right. ill will, resistance, right. this and that, all because of the person's ignorance to what is good and what is evil. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a refined version based on Aurelius's times right. versus Epictetus's times. So, That's such a good example. So it, yeah. it, it kind of gives me... It it, it it also kind of encourages me to learn from the people around me because this is an emperor that's learning from somebody that mm-hmm. basically came from nothing, you know? Right. Like, he lost everything, right. if, if you look at it. Like, right. he, 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 was, he was nothing. He just goes to the store, whatchamacallit. Right, store pool. That's all he talk about. <laughs> right, you know? 100%. So, it, like, uh, I started with Epictetus, then went to Aurelius, and you can you can see how they're related, and you can, you can, you can easily tell how... Like uh, it's necessary to learn from not just the different figures, but the different ideas. And one mm. of the videos you sent me said that as well. And and it just it like it just hit my mind. It's like damn, he's right because they are basically learning from each other, saying yeah. the same thing. So right, you're you, with with stoicism, you're forever a student. Basically, right? like you're forever a student. I've, I've I've always kind of felt that way. Like you know, it's some people the the, the moment you think you're the smartest person in the room. You know, you stop learning, right? And yep. like you kind of like start shooting yourself in the foot. So I've n- always kind of tried to approach things in a way where like I am, like I mean, I think I'm smart. You know what I mean? But like yeah. at the same time, like you know, I'm always I'm always aware of the possibility, especially when I'm talking like this. Like I'm always aware of the possibility that you know, if I stay strong or something, someone's gonna just give me a perfect example and they're just gonna destroy my idea. And it's like if your ego is associated with that, mm-hmm. you're just not gonna handle that well. You know, you're just not exactly. gonna you're just not gonna be able to move on from it. Exactly. Now, me personally, right? I came across I, I don't like I found everything um, stoicism through the meditations, right? From yeah. Marcus Aurelius, and I'm not sure exactly how I came across it because like. I know I was reading a lot of Robert Greene, um, you know, with Mastery and a whole bunch of other books that he's written. Yeah. Um, I was also reading a lot of Ryan Holiday, even some of his marketing stuff, right? Because he was, he was, you know, he was like a, he was like the chief marketing officer for American Apparel right. way back then, right? Right, right? So, and then he started writing and stuff like that. So I can't remember exactly how I found it, but like I found Marcus Aurelius and I was like, oh shit, like this is the hack. Yeah. I just remember thinking this is the fucking hack, like. You know, and, you know, first off, what's super interesting is how, like, because Marcus Aurelius was a dude of privilege, right? Like, he was an emperor, was born to a rich, wealthy family, yep. and they made sure he had the best education. Yep. And back then, in Roman times, like, 
um, they, 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 part of the, this thing, like, it's even happened with Emperor Nero. Like, they always have, Seneca was basically Emperor Nero's um, teacher, tutor, right? So they always had a philosopher who would tutor and teach um, the young to be emperor how to think, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was kind of like, I can't remember who Marcus Aurelius' uh, tutor was, but he thanks him in the start, he right? Did, he did. I can't remember who it was, but like, so he thanks everybody, right? He, and he thanks, you know, his mother, his father, like, he yeah. thanks every single person that had some significant impact in his life. And that's yep. just basically how it starts. Exactly. And I was just like, yo, this is so dope. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, just you know, the fact that you're this, you know, because then that, that point is a dictatorship, right? Like, you're an emperor. Like, you don't need to thank nobody. Exactly, <laughs> you know, there's no, exactly. there's no democracy in this. And the you know? details were crass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this dude spent, like, the whole first, like, chapter or something, like, just, just thanking everybody. everybody. <laughs> just <laughs> you know? Thanking just everybody. thanking everybody, right? And then, like, you know, and like you said, like, you know, those reflections were, were very, very down to earth. And it just felt like, you know, I, I, when I was doing research, I realized that he was actually... Um, you know, this was me- never meant for anybody to see. So yeah. there was that's the rawness that you're getting from that is really because that was just really for him to reflect and kind of work through the day. Meditation. You know? Yeah, it's exactly the meditation. So to me, it's just like that purity or that clear thought. I was like, yo, this nigga, like, <laughs> this guy's like a dope dude, man. Yeah. Like, like, yo, do you have any flaws? But obviously, he acknowledges his flaws in there, right? Like, he talks about all of that. Yeah. So when you see that, and it's just like that full breadth of thought, like, you don't necessarily see in leaders today. Like, when you see leaders, a lot of them are more Machiavellian in nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah, a lot yeah. more you know, brand myself this, you know, make sure I don't say the wrong thing, that, you know, that kind of thing. So just seeing that, is, like I was reading this like at the height of Trump too, right? Just before, like when he was running for presidency. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, so I'm looking at it like, this is what it's supposed to be. Like, these are the principles, like this is this is supposed to be built on. Yeah. And, you know, so for me, that was like an interesting thing. So that, that I read that like often, like I actually just tap in with meditations every now and then. I'm thinking about going with like Seneca next. And then maybe going to, Ep- um, going to Epictetus. So, so for me anyway, like that, that's kind of how I got introduced to them, you know, and, yeah. and that's kind of where like they kind of sit in my mind in terms of like um, how to think about this shit. Because if everybody thought like to be a good leader, no matter how small their role was, um, I think we would have a better planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? We would. You know what I mean? But I just, I just feel like um, somehow like people have like strayed away from that. What about now? Like, are there any people like in like you know? I guess in like whether it's in um, um, popular culture or or politics or media, wherever that you feel like practice stoicism in like an interesting way. Like, I guess modern stoics, you know, not, and not that they're claiming going around claiming that they're stoics, but you know what I mean. Uh, for me, the first person that will always come to mind mm-hmm. in pop culture is Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Why Leonard to me is a top-notch stoic. That's like, true. Even that's true. when that's when so, he won it with the Raptors, point. one of the things that he would always do, or or like the team was saying that he would always like bring to their attention whenever there was like trouble or somebody thinks you know we might not win the series, he'd be like, yo, like live in the present, <laughs> mm-hmm. live in the present, you know. And 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 when when I like his story just baffles me because like for his first. I don't know how long, but within his first year of being in San Antonio, he was he, he was uh, eating on food coupons. Mm-hmm. He had his high school car. Mm-hmm. He, he rented a, a, a small ass place. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, but like the details were were kind of like 
this guy doesn't care about these right. things, right? Or he wanted that solitude. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, because like I, I think about that because like when people get there, they, you, there's a self fulfilling thing. Like when you have the money, it's hard to now stay there. But when you force yourself in within those constraints, right. where it's like, yeah, you could ball the fuck out, you could do all the fifty thousand right. things, but you just choose not to. You right. know what I mean? Like it's exactly. it does. I feel like it does something to your brain. That you know, um, that people essentially sleep on. Like a lot of these guys, a lot of them were forced into solitude. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> like, they <were>. like they <laughs> didn't have the choice. Nah, man. You, you know what I mean? But nah, like, man. but but I think there is value in kind of like you know putting yourself in a place and kind of keeping making sure you stay grounded. You know, exactly. And, yeah, that's that. That's that self mastery. And, mm. and 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 for me, he was he was actually the first person who like I, when I was reading on him, I came across the term stoic. Interesting. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Interesting. And Interesting. then, and, and then, like slowly, 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 I like try to learn more about stoicism. Stoicism. I I try to consider myself a stoic already. Right. But the more you learn, the more you realize that damn, like it's 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 almost impossible to just say I'm a stoic. I think I think you can. I think it's, I think it's, it's intention. Hard. I think it's intention. It's hard at the beginning. Yeah. Within the first what month or year, right? It's hard because it's it's continuous practice and practice and right. practice and practice. Right. To the point that even if even when you become that, mm-hmm. you you have so much peace that it doesn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So at first I thought I thought I thought I was, but right. there were a lot of times where I give him to like emotions. Yeah. Right, right. I, I but, but that's but that's up. human though. Exactly. I, I I really I really do think like you you know you are practicing stoicism even though you're not doing you're not getting it right all the time. You know what it's, I mean? Like like right. it, you you know it, that's I that, that's honestly what I believe. Like I'm always practicing it. So it's just like you know I try not to get angry. Sometimes I will get pissed off. Yeah. But like the goal is to hold. You know what I mean? And and keep it together. And, you know, kind of, you know, acknowledge those feelings from, like, a little bit of a distance and then kind of move from there. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah, so I, I feel you on that, but I, I definitely understand what you're saying. But yeah. I would disagree and say if you're intentionally practicing that shit, then you, you essentially are a stoic, right? And I, and I think we should all be Fair intentionally enough. practicing that thing because yeah. sometimes, like, you will get it wrong. But, you know, you will come back and like, okay, this is why I got it wrong. Like, I feel like it even helps you acknowledge that. that that's the part that's you know what necessary, I mean? acknowledging that, you know? Right, right, right. Because even Marcus Aurelius alludes to that, you know, in, in, in some of his writings where, you know, he kind of calls out himself for acting in a certain way, whether it's of the flesh or something like that. Yeah. And, and I felt like, you know, that's him essentially acknowledging it, but knowing at least just remembering those teachings and like practicing and putting keeping them in place. And 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 Seneca Seneca hits on that very well cuz he says he says it's not that life is short but it's like we waste a lot of it and the person who is anxious is the person who forgets about the past. Right. Takes the present for granted and is anxious about the, the future. future. Right. So it's necessary to like you know, keep an eye on the past, like right. as long as you acknowledge it. Yeah, I, right. I, like I yeah, like that. use it, use that. it for the yeah, use it for the tool. Is I think it was Seneca that said, um, um, or no, I think it was Marcus Aurelius. I can't remember. I think it was Marcus Aurelius. I said that basically, like if you assumed you already died, yeah, then then like every day is a present. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and obviously that means you're also living in the present. Exactly. And you're essentially like you know, if you move like that, then you value and take everything seriously and take it for what it is because you don't know when next. You know, like you're you're kind of always in the present because yep. you feel like you know. I can't remember. I probably just butchered that, but <laughs> like, no, it, I, but I, it, you're, it's correct. It's I mean, I, I guess maybe not 
word for word, but right. it's correct. And and even Seneca has a very similar one, which he tr- he, he put under his uh, memento mori. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, 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 right. And, and, and that's kind of what Aurelius also had, and uh, right. it was kind of his memento mori, where, where Seneca, because for for him, I believe he he had chronic lung, lung cancer his whole life. Like his, he was in pain most of his life, right? So for him, it's it's it's, it's not like be a, it's like why be afraid of death because every minute you've died a little bit. Right. So that's how he saw it. Right. So if right. if right. you are if you are dying every minute, why why waste the next one? Right. 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 So like they they are, they they are always like learning from each other and uh, like 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 we said at the beginning and. and I think I, I've I've seen that part about uh, Marcus Aurelius as well. I I need to read the meditations proper because I haven't. Yeah, but, uh, I mean I read I, it a I, bunch I, of I times and I'm sure. still not being able to pull the words <laughs> the way I would have liked to. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, but but you know I, I definitely feel you. Okay, so for me, um, and I'm curious if you have any other people that come to mind. For me, it's Bill Belichick. Like Bill Belichick seems to right. So one, obviously the calm. Yeah. always calm yeah. never never reacts never oh and he makes sure the team is staying in that present mindset as well yeah and then also adapting to every situation so for them like and, and one of the things that the stories really preach is just kind of like you know like you said memento mori yeah, yeah where, where it's like accepting fate and the idea is like don't get mad about these guys having an advantage or not having an advantage gotcha. don't get you know don't get emotional about all of that this person does this better Accept that and work with what you have. That's the Amor you know Fati. Amor Fati, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's just essentially accepting, accepting like, you know, just fate and basically being able to maneuver based on that. Yeah. Um. So I think that was one that came into mind. Another one was, you know, if you read anything about like Napoleon Bonaparte, right, in terms I of... I don't know too much about him. Yeah, so, you know, you know he was the French, um, essentially the conqueror, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he was a, 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 a master field general, right? And the reason why he was so good was because he, one, always anticipated and made sure he understood what his opponents did well and basically worked to counter that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Um, and beyond that, he also, in real time on the ground, was always willing and left himself, like, malleable to be able to adapt in whatever circumstance gets thrown at him. A lot of people get frustrated. They stick to the one thing, even though it's not working. They don't necessarily try to adapt. So, you know... Napoleon Bonaparte comes into that because like that's why he was able to defeat so many people because he was always able to adapt. He was always paying astute attention to the enemy and never, you know, never took it, I think, carelessly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so those are the two people that like, you know, I guess Napoleon Bonaparte is not recent. He's not current. But you know, somebody somebody, yeah, yeah, somebody in history. But like, you know, those those are the people I, I kind of see. I mean, there's probably more um like that that probably come to mind. I think like um Nelson Mandela too. I think Mandela. Yeah. Mandela was. I, I believe Mandela was reading meditations. Yeah, I think he was. Oh, um, uh, um, Roosevelt was reading the discourses of Epictetus. Yeah, interesting. Um, there were there were different there were different leaders. I mean, when it comes to leaders, and you, you can tell, you can tell, yeah, you can tell yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Mandela, you can definitely tell just of the way he moved. He was locked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he was locked up, but it's just like. You everybody has a reason to be vengeful after twenty seven years. Exactly. Especially when you know the people are waiting and ready to exactly. support your every move. Like like that like for him to move the way he did, yeah. you know, like you know, it, it kind of took the wind out of anything. Cause like they would have been loved to attack when if he was angry, right? Because yeah, then yeah, you can yeah, paint yeah, him yeah, as yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he played the thing perfectly, exactly. you know, and, and 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 won like I guess the hearts and minds of like the whole world, you know. Yeah. So that that's actually that's you know, another good example. Um, but yeah, man, I think those are some of the people that I feel like kind of channel that thing. Yeah.
let's get into like the tenets of um of stoicism right mm-hmm. and, and there's a bunch of different tenets so i'm gonna just pick four major ones that kind of like play into it yeah right so they talk about practical wisdom they talk about courage they talk about justice and talk about temperance yeah um, wh- what do you think when they talk about practical wisdom? Like, what, 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 what does that, what that mean to you when you heard that? So, f- practical wisdom, basically understanding how things work, a- mm. and once you have a better understanding how things work, you can make better decisions in the present. Mm. It's, it's, it's a matter of so taking like my concept of stoicism. I started always from thinking, you know what, I can't control the future. I can't control people think, say, or do. Mm-hmm. I can't change the past. What I can't control are my choices and my actions right here, right now. Now, if 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 what if I'm gonna control how like what's within me, I, I'm controlling joy. I'm controlling contentment. I'm controlling tranquility. I'm tr- controlling right action, mm-hmm. and I'm controlling the power of restraint. Mm-hmm. Now, right action, right action is where uh, practical wisdom comes in. Because the more you know about the situation, the more you know about what's happening around you, the more you know about your environment, the better tools that you have to make the right decisions. Mm. And in, in, in making those decisions, again, the more you know, the more solid that you stand in the decision that mm-hmm. you make, whether mm-hmm. it's going to go left, whether it's going to go right, right. I'm a fatty, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's a matter of making sure you're in the right place. So something goes wrong about, say your computer right you understand that you have a couple options it's not a matter of you freaking out because you freaking out is a waste of your time Mm -hmm. and we just said you're dying every minute Mm -hmm. but if you have that practical wisdom where you know which steps you need to take or you are aware or you got to go find out which steps you need to take Mm -hmm. then you're on the next path to progress and that's one thing i I believe was it seneca epictetus that's that's one question they'll always ask how much like what progress have you made Mm. And if there's no progress, then what are you choosing? Like, what do you know? Right. It's not a matter of patting yourself on the back for what's been done, right? Mm-hmm. It's like figuring out what you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'm once you don't on that. know it, get that get that practical wisdom. Go from there. Yeah. What about you? What 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 is it, what, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you kind of capture most of it. Like for me, practical wisdom is really just trying to understand the situation and accepting it for what it is. Yeah. Right. So, you know, a lot of times like, you know, somebody is disrespectful to you and, you know, you might be pissed off about that and right. you might want to overreact. You right. might want to go and scream at the person right. or fight and, you know, and your your ego and your, you know, your manhood is, you know, on the line. And then you just try to think and accept that like, OK, so why has this person done this thing to me? Right. Do Are they doing this to me or are they just acting out? You know, when like applying practical wisdom is like, you know, I guess this also speaks to temperance a little bit, but like in in in, th- in that situation, you're you're trying to understand what that situation is yeah. and what the best way to handle it is. Like now, it's just like okay, my focus is that this doesn't happen again. Yeah. Okay, so what steps do I need to take to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Right. You know, and when you do that, like it becomes a lot clearer, and you also realize that like yeah, like you know, is do I need to scream in anger or do I just need to stand my ground and yeah. be stern? Yeah. You know, someone I'm saying, and yeah. then if if that's enough, like and, and like you said. You, you do feel really good about it afterwards because you stood on what you believed in and, you know, you, you like you said, you progressed the situation to the best of your ability yeah. and you left it there. Yeah. It's also accepting that, like, even if you do and take that right step, 
that might not come back to you. Right. And being absolutely okay with that shit. Right. Worst case scenario, you learn something new. Exactly. You or know? you or or you learn more about the person. Exactly. You understand how to deal with that situation better now because you probably didn't have the opportunity to see that side until you basically stood your ground or you yeah. you know, you kind of like progressed the situation to the best of your ability. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and when you say that, actually, also brings me right back to uh, a, a quote from the Seneca where it says, "We are not uh, we are not disturbed by events that happen. It's it's our, it's our judgment of things that mm. would disturb us, right? Yeah. So if your judgment is limited to your ego or your, right, or your right, ego or right, your feelings, right, it might be hard for you to like not accept that it's not something that's personal, right? Like you can right. find out more about the person." To go on from there, but if if your mind is telling, I mean, your mind is complicit to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or as long as, as soon as your emotions tell you, boy, you've been disrespected. Right, exactly. That's how your mind feels. Exactly, now, exactly. You know? And you kind of get into that, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So hundred- practical wisdom, it, it goes a lot of ways. It, yeah. Hundred percent. Very, very broad. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think it also is key to like, um, you know, when when you have that, it's key to managing relationships and dealing with different kind of characters. Yep. You know. Exactly. So, um, that's 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 a good one. Or oh, what about courage? With with courage is where the the point that you mentioned earlier, where people say being a stoic is about not giving a fuck, comes in. Because as a stoic, it's <clears throat> it's believed that when you practice that courage, uh, it's it's broken up into a few different things, right? Uh, and and an example of one of the things it's broken down into is again right action. So if you see something that's not being done right, a stoic mm-hmm. is not supposed to not give a fuck and say that's not my business. Right. Right? Because like if if your heart long if your heart longs to speak up and you don't have the courage to speak up, you realize that once the situation passes or the time passes, it's gonna disturb you that you mm-hmm. never spoke up. Right. So being yeah. able to like do what is in your nature to do in in the right ways, like Sometimes we might speak up in a way that might offend the person, right? Right. And and that again comes back to practical wisdom, understanding the best ways to approach things mm-hmm. and then having the courage to speak up or to, to action right. things when they happen. That's mm-hmm. that's how I see the courage for uh for as a, a pillar of stoicism for like when it comes down to it. So, so for you, is it, it's closely related to justice? Because I think you it's kind of... It's very like, closely related to justice. Interesting. That's, very that's, closely related to justice. Yeah, interesting. And, and that's a good point. Because for me, I, I kind of struggle with separating them two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, but I just felt like courage, you know, you know, I guess, you know, is, is, uh, is like taking a step that's not popular. Exactly. You know, so like, you know, so obviously in a situation where, you know, maybe you need to help somebody and everybody's afraid to help, that speaks to it. Or if it's just like speaking about something that's like real and honest and like every, you know, right now, you know, maybe politi- politically speaking, or, you know, or wherever the environment is, this is, n- this is a big no-no. Yeah. But it's kind of like glaringly obvious. Like, you know, like for me, like that, like, I guess that's where... I kind of pull courage from when I, if I try to separate it from like the justice piece, yeah. you know what I mean? Courage like, is you putting your face on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts though. That is facts. That's facts. Yeah. You know, cur- courage is that courage is, you know, putting, putting your, putting your, putting yourself out there, yeah. you know, obviously for the right reasons, yeah. but like putting yourself out there, you know, doing things that are not necessarily popular or not dictated by the algorithm, you know, exactly, where everybody's exactly. saying like, get yeah, this is going to get you, all the lights. So this exactly. is, you know, this is good exactly. for your quote unquote brand. 
you know, as you're doing this because it feels right, you feel like it's the right thing to do. And, you know, and in your own special way, it might help you either be a better version of yourself or help people be better. That's you know what I mean? Cool. And and I think, like, that's kind of what it is because, you know, you start to realize, like, that's what got this stoics in trouble a lot. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, we're talking about how, uh, like, you know, <laughs> the discussions and, like, debates, how, like, these guys are just talking in, in the market square. And yeah, all bro. of a sudden, you know, they're, 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 um, becoming threats to essentially civilization, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean? like yeah, yeah. whether it's the politicians or you know saying things and get, waking the people's mind up to things that the politicians really don't want to happen because they wanted to you know skate by, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And they're using logic to do this. So you don't have to be educated. You don't have to be the most you know going to the most prestigious school to kind yep. of learn and understand these concepts. Yep. Like you can really just have a conversation with people and the people will start to understand what the problem is or what how the earth should be valued or whatever the case may be yeah but even religion aside bro one of the i i, I heard somewhere I, I was watching a video and one of uh, and this guy's kind of like uh summary was talking about one of the most popular stoics of all time is jesus christ right because that's what he that's did that's pretty much what he did that, <laughs> i was gonna get to that <laughs> that's like, what that's he did, so right? that's so true like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly right. That's like, what he did. Because <laughs> that's what he did. He had, he, he, you know, he had conversations with people. Yeah, bro. You know, he helped and healed people. Spoke you know up in I mean? places that got him killed. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then, like, he was doing that and it was great. And everybody loved him until he called people that were in power out. Exactly, exactly. That's the courage <laughs> You know what piece, I mean? You know? Yeah, and then that's 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 the courage piece for sure. So yeah. so it's interesting, you know what I mean? Like, you know, who knows? You know, maybe this episode was Jesus was a stoic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That, that's a very Good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, and then you know, speaking of Jesus, you know, I think I think justice comes in comes in really closely as well. Yeah, because it's it's essentially standing up for what is right, you know, exactly. and and you know, seeing something bad happen to people, whether it's innocent people or people just being oppressed, and seeing something about it or trying to do something about it, you know, using you your know, position, your power, your words, whatever the case might be, yeah, yeah. to actually put a light and help people in any situation. I think you know, I think that's a very very um. You know, I think that's a really good thing because, you know, I feel like, you know, right now justice feels like shitting on somebody. You know, justice feels like, you know, canceling somebody. And it's more like revenge now. Yeah, it feels more like revenge and resentment. And like, you know, it's almost like whenever something somebody does something bad, there's always one person that knows they, they were this kind of person since, you know, they did one thing that they didn't like. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, so I think, you know, so so it, it, it's I'm not it, it, like. I guess what I'm trying to say here is just like, you know, justice, you know, especially when it comes to like philosophy, I find is, you know, doing something that takes courage, but really trying to be on the right side of history. You know what I mean? And and the right side of, you know, I guess the people that are essentially oppressed because these guys were typically in similar positions. Seneca was a politician. Mm -hmm. Marcus Aurelius was um, was the emperor. So, you know, he probably didn't do everything right. Right. Like, let's be honest, like when you're in a leadership position, you know, I'm sure there were slaves in in play and stuff (laughs) like that. You know what I mean? Um, it's different kind of slavery, you know. I think that time everybody was fair game. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it wasn't just black people at this point in time, but like, um, either way, I think that kind of is, you know, something I kind of hold on to, and it's remarkable how, how, how aware Marcus Aurelius was of that. Because when you think of an emperor, like, 
in ancient times you just think you know wine glasses and yeah, sage, like just walking wherever they want on some hedonistic journey bro. <laughs> exactly like one of one on of some caligula shit yeah bro caligula bro <laughs> one of one of marcus aurelius's statements that really got to me and, and it was it was it was tough bro because like he's talking about um it, it, it was like in, in it was about getting up in the morning so he basically saying yeah. how as a human being what what else does he have to do in his life except for get up out of bed and go and do what it is that he's supposed to do in nature, right? Right. And the question is, bro, you're an emperor. Like, right. why do you have to get up? Right. And he's saying, like, why why not? Mm-hmm. Right. And that blew my mind. I'm like, God damn. Right. He doesn't think it's necessary to stay in bed. So right. because of that night, I try to wake up at 6 a.m. because it's clear to me that Marcus Aurelius thinks that yo, you gotta win the morning to win the <laughs> right, day. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not quite hitting six on a regular. But I don't get I mean? out of bed till seven. The six is just the six is just bro. It's almost time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it definitely, yeah, you definitely are. I'm, you know, definitely trying to win the day, make the most out of each day, yeah, and feel like you're progressing each day. Because like that's another thing too. Like when you live without like purpose, you know. Every day just kind of gets lost. Yeah, you know, so I'm saying, I'm like, there's, it's, there's, it's like a cumulative feeling of working with purpose because I think that's essentially what he was alluding to in that, in yep. that, in that, in that thing, where yep. it's like, yeah, because you're going, you're waking up for something, and you're waking up for something that's more than just yourself. Exactly. And a lot of times, that's really what gets you up in the morning, right? Yep. Like, you know, because you, you think about it, like, yo, your parents were always kind of waking up early. Like, because they had you, <laughs> Too early, bro. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, you man. know, if you had the privilege of a good home and everything like that, like, that's kind of what you had to, that's what you expected. But it's just yeah. like, that happened every single day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if they're not up, then like, what happens to you? You know, what I'm saying. So, yeah, you know, so it's kind of like you're living life for more than just yourself. Yeah. You know, um, temperance. Um, I think we've kind of alluded to it in every single point. Yeah, man. <laughs> temperance, but um, temperance is so key. I think this is what this is the branding of stoicism today. I yeah. think a lot of people think about you know being tempered or not you know being emotional and things like that. And I think you know it it really plays very closely to to practical wisdom to me anyway mm-hmm. because like it's about kind of understanding that you know. To me, it's like this too shall pass. Yeah, exactly. You know, so what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, it, it's 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 basically removing yourself to the situation. Like, and that's one thing I, I learned. Like, whenever I'm pissed off or angry or whatever the case may be, yeah. I really try not to react. I try not to act. I try not to say anything. You know, I mean, that was also from experience of making it worse almost every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but like, yeah. um, I, I found that I do so much better by just holding because when you do that. You can process and every learn, let everything kind of pass through you, exactly. and then when you reflect on it, you're able to make better decisions. There's a feeling that when you are emotional, you must act now, yeah, and yeah, you must yeah. say now, and you must do now, especially when your ego is involved. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I think when you're able to separate your ego from that, you know, you know, um, that situation, and just kind of look at it for what it is and accept what has happened for what it is, whether it's with a person, with a situation, with loss, with the pandemic. You know, you start to understand and accept that, like, okay, this is what it is. It's not new. I'm probably not the first person that this has happened to. Exactly. Whether it's in a you know person to person situation or a pandemic. Exactly. You know, so what what did people do at that time, and what did they learn from, and who has done this well? You know, and you start to re- recognize that, like, when you do that, you're able to. What I felt anyway, personally, um, is when I look back, I feel proud and good about how I handled things. You know. Now, not everything, 
<laughs> let me know, let me say that. You know what I mean? But like, I would say like my batting average, <laughs> my it's batting average eh? is is significantly over. I'm I'm talking, you know, you know, like I'm, yeah, we're good. You know what I mean? So like, I, I like for me, that's something I really hold on to now because I feel like one, you you help make the situation better. Two, you because of how you handle it, somebody that could even become like maybe an enemy or whatever the case may be, exactly. can come over to your side and be be an ally right. just because of how you handled it. Because, right. you know, because sometimes they might be acting emotional. Right. 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 So right. when you right. kind of put right. a stopgap on that, they're able to understand and accept and kind of like reciprocate in, in a way. Right. So, you know, for me, like temperance is, is, is actually is actually a big one. I think it it plays to it plays to practical wisdom. And I think it also plays to justice in a sense that um, when you do approach things that way, you do end up on the right side or, or right. work towards the right side. Right, right. You know, whether or not it works or whether or not it happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I fully, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. <clears throat> and, and, I, and I actually go on to add, uh, and I like quoting uh, the Stoics because... Yeah, man, you've been, killing, you've been killing it, man. I, I, I gotta I say, you've been go, killing it. <laughs> you've been them, killing bro. it, man. Like, I recite these things in my head when, like, the stuff is going on around like, me. Yeah. So, for, for, for that, like, I look at for temperance. I look at what Seneca said, and I'm I'm living by this now. Like, there are more things likely to crush us than to harm. Uh, likely to to what is it? To there are more things likely to 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 crush us than they are to. Actually, I don't remember the beginning part, mm-hmm. but he basically finishes that off by saying that we suffer more imagination than in reality, right? Yes, that's that's the one. That's it. That, right? I think that, that was it. Like, so we suffer like more. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly that, what it is. That, and that's such a big thing too, right? When when I when I came across that, like, let's just give that a second first because that's such a powerful one. When I came across that, you start to realize how many of the terrible things you actually imagine. And whether, exactly. it's, whether it's from your ego or from your insecurity or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And it's like, if you actually just stop for a second realize that none of this stuff has happened yet exactly you know and i think it's kind of what you know you know like that kind of just ends up stealing the present yeah because you're imagining the worst case in the future exactly you know and man that's that's yeah that that that, that did a lot for me the first part is actually there are more things likely to frighten us than they are to crush us and 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 like you just said you you are you are worrying in advance right you are worrying in advance for something that's probably going to take like two minutes to play out right and for 24 hours right. you are worrying about this thing right. so the temperance of it should get you to ease up and then just wait for the moment to come by because if if you are going to just be pre-suffering and then go suffer and then realize that damn that shit only took two minutes and it's passed right what happened with that 24 hours that you wasted right. suffering about it right it's, it, it was all in your mind right especially if you've not done anything about it exactly yeah and that's that <coughs> yeah because like if you if, if you're afraid of something and that's fair like we all go through that and how are you going to work through it exactly you know what i mean you can't sit there in fear not work through it and exactly. then like eventually you know and wait for it to come to pass then it's like exactly who are you helping <laughs> you like, know what I mean? like they say we're it's it's not because it is difficult that we do not dare it's because we do not dare that it's difficult mm. so it's a matter of just you know taking a breath understanding that this is only going to be a moment in time and that, like you said, too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And when you look at things that way, it's, it, it, gives, it gives a human being the kind of clarity where they come to understand that their thoughts can be lying to them. Mm. And it's very possible for your thoughts to be yeah. lying to you. The, the mind is a powerful tool. Like the mind created planes, a mind created cars, a mind basically took us to space. Right. Right? A mind is making billions of dollars 
off a, a, a website that was built for you and I to order whatever the hell we want from it. Amazon. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So if a mind can do all of that, and a man can also make a show like Game of Thrones with dragons mm-hmm. and, and, and all of that crap, why why can't our minds lie to us and make us feel like our boss is going to slit our throat just because we didn't finish right. this document? Right, 100%. And I, and I think that's that right there is is basically the anxiety we deal with today especially as a society yeah i think it's just our overworked imagination and a lot of things that are triggering triggering that but yeah i mean for me personally that's like that's a big one for me like that i i kind of still struggle with sometimes to be honest like we're like i just like you said though like you know like we're talking about i just work through it so like my hack is you know i work through it and get it out and then once i've got it out then i don't have to worry yeah, bro. You know what I mean? And then like, oh, I worry less. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then it, it gets done. And then when it gets done, then I have nothing to worry about. And then so it's just like you've done it and you work through the process and then you kind of, you find your own process. Yeah. And then the anxiety doesn't really exist in the same way anyway or you mine it for what it's worth. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that like a lot of people, you know, again, I can't speak to this, but a lot of people, you know, you know, they get anxious, you know, and they start taking medication and start taking things. And like, you know, I don't know if those things help when your mind kind of keeps, you know, repeating that yeah, loop, that yeah, pattern. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I do, I do, I do. It's it's it's. I mean, it reminds me of a story that I I heard watching TikToks. Yeah, I'm all over social media, bro. <laughs> uh, so there's this there's this farmer who was looking for a hand, and he he had a bunch of interviews. Everybody talked about all the shit that they can do on the farm. You know, nice stories. And then this one guy pulls up. He asked the guy, like, what do you bring to the, the table as, like, as a farmer's hand? And his response was, I can sleep when the wind blows. Right? And, and to me, the first time I heard that, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> and he asked him again, like, what do you bring? He said, I can sleep when the wind blows. So the farmer was mad curious about that. He hired the guy. He noticed that, it, like, over, like, over a period of time, he noticed that a guy always working hard. Like, he, he does everything right. He's actually a good hand. Best decision that he made to hire this dude. Right. And then one day, there was a storm coming in the middle of the night. Farmer jumped out of his bed, right? Mm-hmm. All the storms were about to fuck up his whole farm, he thought. All of his hay was going to get scattered. So he goes to the hand's door, starts banging on the guy's uh, door, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy's, like, snoring is what he's hearing through the door. Mm-hmm. Banging against, like, yo, it's a storm coming. All he's hearing is the guy sleeping, right? Then he goes, he goes to try and get stuff done. He's going to talk to that guy in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he gets there and he realizes that everything is already done. He has already tied up all the hay, stashed it in the, in the silo or whatever the hell it's called. Mm-hmm. And the farmer is in shock. So then he finally understands, I can sleep when the wind blows. Right. Because this guy does everything in the present. Mm. He doesn't worry about the future. Mm. He gets it done right there in the present. He's not anxious about what's going to come. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid of what has passed. Because he's done the work. He has done the work in the present. So when the storm comes and goes, it's temporary. He, he, he already figured it out. Right. It's going to come. Right. <laughs> it's going to happen. I just have to be ready for that one chance that it does. In the present. Every day, whenever I'm done work, I will get this shit done before tomorrow. They say, don't leave, don't leave anything for tomorrow that you can do today. Mm. And that's one thing that stoicism helps me with, procrastination. Mm. It really helps me get out of the way because you are valuing the present. Everything that you can control is in the present. Mm-hmm. So why not? So like whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that story really blew my mind. And it's, it's, I don't think the person who posted it will see it as a stoic act. 
But, but I do. <laughs> you know what is. I mean? Yeah. I can sleep when the wind blows. Right. Straight up. Wow. I fuck with that, man. That was, that was, that was beautiful, man. I'm happy you told me that. That's that that's definitely something I'll take away. Yeah, that was um, pretty dope. But man, Kojo, that's it, man. That was awesome. Thank you for taking the time, man. Well, thanks for having me, yo. This uh, is the first time I'm doing a one-on-one podcast. <laughs> I mean, we're always talking, though. <laughs> yeah, we're always talking, and uh, we always, you know, and, and there'll be more, there'll be more, but you know, this is this is good, man. I'm I'm super happy with this, and like, yeah, me too. I think it was a it was a great vibe for sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah, definitely there'll be more. Do you want to plug anything that you know you're doing? Because I know you're doing a couple yeah. of things. Yeah. So guys, uh, basically, uh, you can find me on Twitch as Altegang, A L T E G A N G. Uh, I'm trying, so again, like we said at the beginning, we're flexing the muscles, right? So I'm trying to stream Mondays to Thursday, 8, 12. We're just going to be reviewing what's trending on Twitter. Uh, clearly, my Twitter is, is more centered around what's going on in like the African community. So every time I'm on the either David Do or Burner Boy is trending. So it's always going to be about some Afrobeats <laughs> or some artist stuff. This is true. We go on YouTube. I go on YouTube. We're going to watch about basketball, see a, a couple of highlights. You can see me freaking out for my team. Trust the fucking process. The process is trash right now. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, follow me on uh, on Instagram or TikTok if you have that. Either one works. Yeah, Alte you should definitely Papi. follow him on TikTok. It's a it's a Alte fun Papi. it's a fun it's a fun one. Yeah. And um and you know he has a bunch of music out. Um, there's that too, guys. Um, Ababio, um, my Abi. personal favorite. Yes, Ababio, yeah, but that's a personal favorite. That yeah. track is such a vibe. I might use it again. Oh, go for <laughs> it, bro. And when um, the next track is out, uh, you probably hear it on his next podcast too. Or, okay, or one of the episodes. It's always <laughs> gonna be used here because I fuck with us. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, my G. And um, that's that on that, yo. You guys, you should be a stoic, and that's the episode. Thanks for listening to the episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Although it was a bit casual and I forgot some of my references, by the way, both Seneca and Marcus Aurelius have many quotes about death. See the show notes. So I was technically not wrong. Either way, I hope through this conversation you learned something new about stoicism today. And even more importantly, I hope you learned something about yourself and how some of these concepts can help you better handle your day-to-day life. They certainly have for me. Um, This is something I'll likely continue to explore in one way or the other, so definitely keep an eye out for that in future episodes. Uh, Once again, big shout out to Kojo for coming through. Really appreciate him spending the time and uh, we had so many conversations on this, so it was nice to get this on the record. Go support him on all streaming platforms. Obviously, I'll leave the links in the show notes. Um, So yeah, check that out. And as usual, you can write to me at 2takesandapod at gmail.com. If it's easier, you can follow me on 2takesandapod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yep, just shoot me a DM there, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say, especially on this topic. Don't forget to support the show so you keep getting quality conversations like this. Give me five stars across the board and leave a like on your streaming platform of choice. Please give me those five stars. They definitely help, um, you know, with the algorithm. Of course, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, this has been Two Takes on the Pod. Thank you so much for listening. Peace.
Call up, cause baby been the loud. 